I'm Pete George, and we are live on Game Changers with Vicki Abelson. Our guest tonight is Daniel Aranda. Aranda. Thank you. Very good Woo! Play it, Daniel. Oh, this is my new song, uh, Last Night. Oh, he's got the accent oh, on him. I'm into it. <laughs> It's close. Yeah, it's good. Okay, so so Daniel is our friend from Australia. First of all, is everybody okay at home? Everybody's good. We're not too far from where the fires are happening. So oh, he's got so his accent on. I, I begged him to have no, his accent I'm, on. I'm pushing. Real <laughs> push hard. it. Push it. Because when he walked in, he had like no accent. I was like, wait a minute, what is this? <clears throat> push all yeah. the shrimps are on the bobby. All now, the so shrimps are on the bobby. That was a, a pe <laughs> Penny, Penny is doing flames. Oh, good. She, yeah, we got the hi Penny. We got the flames going on. Um, yeah, he's hot. Um, fabulous, she said. So, so how far are you from harm's? How far were you from harm's uh, way? Uh, most of my family lives in Sydney, mm -hmm. uh, which is there's been stuff about maybe two hours close okay. to that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's been pretty bad. I didn't see much of it with my own eyes, but I was uh, on tour in December, and as I was leaving off the plane, uh, I could see it. You know, it was, it was pretty bad. It's just been devastation. Yeah, it's sad. Um, we've had our Calif our share of California fires, which have been horrible, but, but Australia's just got wow. 
I mean, yeah. all the wildlife that's been destroyed. Yeah, there's a lot that's uh, been missing. I think they're up to like 1.5 billion animals or something. What? That's a ridiculous number. That's, yeah. And are there species that are ex- going to be extinct now? They think that it's getting close to that. I think they call it functional extinction, where it's... At that, yeah. At the, yeah. Where it's like dangerously, yeah. like they're... One guy and one girl left. Yeah, to, uh, pretty, yeah, oh my much. god, it's not funny. I'm sorry that I'm. I, I don't mean to make light no, of it. No, no, it's, it's I mean, horrific. It is. But were you there when all that was happening? Uh, for some of it, I I caught the tail end of of, of when it the was tail pretty end. of when it was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd come back from from Africa and uh, we're going to yeah, talk about that. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. You you've been to Africa more than once. A few times. Yeah. Okay, so twenty three years old, um, already uh, have this. My brother's on. Hi, Jan. You already have like this whole career going on. We're going to talk about how that happened, but um, what I'm what I find even more impressive in your career, which is very impressive for a 23 year old, um, is all the activism that you're involved with. Um, how did that start for you? Um, well, I mean, to be quite honest, we had wanted to play a show um, somewhere that was not always in Australia or LA or in Europe. Uh, so we thought that Africa would be a fun thing to, a fun place to play, and uh, get to see some beautiful parts of that continent. And we decided to play in Uganda, and uh, how long ago was this? Twenty seventeen, I think, was a, was the mm-hmm. first time May, and uh, yeah, we did it, and uh, we did a charity initiative for it. We the money from the concert went to raising money to provide a borehole uh, for natural uh, groundwater access for those that didn't have it and it worked it was very good um, everybody was happy and it was something that was very fulfilling for us and um, even more so for those that needed it deserved mm. it uh, yeah, but so what we, did, we so did you back. go there and you were going to play and it just so happened that it was a fundraiser and so you kind of got we, into it that way before we had planned the show I, you know, I did a fair bit of research and I said you know what would be the right thing to do if we gave back to people that they're going to be kind enough to listen to my trash music. So we... <laughs> Don't be nice to my friend Daniel. Hi, Rose. Hi, Robert. Um, hi, Mary Ellen. I'm saying hi to people. Um, Penny. Who else do we have to say hello to? Billy. Hey, Christine. Bruce. Um, so I want to take a little segue from your uh, from your illustrious career and no. all the fabulous <laughs> activism you're doing because I, ha- I just want to talk a couple practical matters. So... Okay. Today has been, uh, the, the last couple of days very intense for me. Okay. And for those of you looking at me, I am not this voluminous. This is my sweater. And Pete George is saying that everyone's going to know that it's a sweater. And it's not, I, I am voluminous, but I'm not as this voluminous. And um, you're meeting me, so you don't believe I me. But, <laughs> but I actually am more voluminous because I just found out... Um, in the last couple of days that I have this crazy thing called Tashimoto's, which I thought was a Japanese restaurant also. That's what David brought. I thought, oh, we're going to eat some sushi. No. no. So, and it turns out that, you know, I've ne- I haven't really been an ill person in my life. Mm-hmm. I've been really healthy. I've been blessed. But, you know, like when you don't feel well and you just kind of push through it and you just, like, if you have to do a show, I mean, I was an actress and there were times when I did plays when I had 104 fever because you just got to do it and you push through, right? So what I didn't realize is that I've been pushing through for like months Mm. and I was so used to pushing through that I didn't even realize I was pushing through. So all of these things, like Pete was saying to me the last couple weeks, you're a little low energy tonight. 
loud always. Pete's being very quiet. You can say hi, Pete. Hey! <laughs> Pete! I don't feel voluminous. You you don't feel... I you, feel anti-voluminous. You're a skinny bean. <laughs> yes. I, I, but it turns out that the reason why I've gained 10 pounds is because of this Hashimoto. Hashimoto is mm. some wicked guy. Yeah. I, I don't know. Hashimoto was wicked. So really fatigue, gain weight, itchy. I'm like on a medicine for an itch. The doctor didn't bother to find out why I was itchy. just gave me medicine for it. Well, it turns out there's a reason for this thing. And anyway, it's this thyroid thing and it does all this weird stuff. So I was all excited because they found out what it is. So now I'm going to take medicine. It turns out the doctor I went to didn't even notice it. I saw the numbers. He didn't even... Wow. He said, oh, you don't have rheumatoid arthritis? Yeah, but what about my thyroid? And um, so then it turns out I go through all of this, go for extra tests, and he can't be my doctor. So I spent the entire day on the phone trying to find... And you, know, you go to Yelp. Do you go to Yelp for things? Do you use Yelp? Occasionally I take those reviews to see what's worth it. Occasionally? I got to tell you, Yelp... Do you use Yelp, Pete? Ah, not for a vasectomy. <laughs> you laugh. <laughs> you know, you laugh. But I'm telling you, I found like my favorite doctor in LA on Yelp. She had she had something like 500 five star reviews, and they're okay. all true. Yeah. And when you find something like that, go. And you know, sometimes people just go on Yelp and they just bitch, but um, because of their personal experience. But I gotta say that when I've gone to doctors, I I would rather have a reference from Yelp than from another doctor mm. because it's unbiased. You know, that it's, is pretty accurate. Actually. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you can tell the people that are just disgruntled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, so have you had any health woes? You 20? Not you, much. Uh, I don't think anything's really... Oh, I thought you were at Cedars. I thought yeah, were... I was at an appendectomy. Oh, uh, all right, that's... I had to get the, the appendix taken out. Uh, and that was the first time I got the, the, the gas thing. Oh. And you know, you just, you know, you just don't believe that it's actually going to knock you out. Yeah. You're going 10, 9, 8, yeah, nothing's going to... And, and then, then you gone. wake up and, yep. and it's over. And, it's, yeah. and you had no idea that you went through it. So that part was neat, but yeah. yeah. Well, appendix, that's, that's a pr- So how often do you come to L- You had it done in LA. How uh, often? As often as I can. I, uh, I live in Sydney, in Australia at the moment. Um, you travel a lot, though. I see your face. A little too much, yeah. But I, I enjoy it. It's good to see some. And you eat well when you travel. Uh, you know what? I've got this diet that I've started over the past two years, right, where I just go to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. At uh, morning and night, and just eat crap. Wait a minute! You go to the gym twice a day. I go to the gym twice a day, so I do very early morning and very late at night wow. when I can. Okay. But that allows me to eat nothing but Taco Bell, Jack in the Box, <laughs> and things like that. So I can no, but you eat. Sorry. I've seen you, you. You like check out the cuisine of the places that you're I, at. I, I do. I've seen I, you eat at some fine restaurants. So do you have a favorite LA bistro um, or anything? I, I eat a lot in, 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 in Beverly Hills. There's some good restaurants. That's where I'm, I'm usually at when I'm here. There's one called uh, Cafe Roma, uh-huh. which is schmick. Um, my wife knows Italian, so I, I like a good So pasta. what's Aranda? That's, is that Aranda a is Chilean. My dad's from Chile, and my mom's from Italy. What part of Italy? Uh, Calabria, which is in the south. Mm. Um... Pete, any illnesses we can talk about? See, now I was saying, like, <laughs> if, we, if, this, if this would have happened to me last week when we had Bruce Valanche on, or the week before with mm-hmm. Lee Sklar, then I could talk illnesses. We could probably talk illnesses for an hour. But I've got I, a 23-year-old. We're going I, nowhere. I have not even had a common cold or a sore throat in two and a half years. Wow. But before that, I was sick five months in a row. From what? From a cold. Oh. I was just, I think I was just really stressed and the immune system was down, but I've been fine ever since, and... 
Yeah, so have I. This is really see, but look what could happen out of no out of. But you had a gallstone the size of a football. You said. Yeah, yeah, the size of a how big? It was huge, like a one-inch stone. Yeah, that was That's... that was horrific. But that was the best thing I've ever done. So. What do you mean? Having the surgery. Oh. Mm. Oh, the pain. It was just it went on for a few Terrible. years, and finally, like it's time, and I got it done. I yeah. was on stage in Canada, middle of the show, Canada. and had a horrible <laughs> attack. Ooh. Had to end the show. Really. Yeah. What do you tell the people? Well, like I see, it was 15% less painful because of the exchange rate. Ah! <laughs> no, he did not go there. Yes, he did. Okay, we've been talking about illnesses. Oh, Mary Ellen's daughter has Hashimoto's. I'm sorry. That's usually a middle-aged disease. Turns out my mother had it. I didn't even know. Hashimoto's. I've never heard of it. No. I hadn't. It sounds like Benny Hanna or something. I know. It's food. It makes me hungry. But no soy allowed. No, no, Hashimoto. no. So, yeah, I have to go... Gluten-free, soy-free, um, sugar-free, dairy, raw. gluten-free stuff? You know. I can't do it. You know, <laughs> I went gluten-free. I did paleo for like okay. six weeks. Yeah, that's good. And I have to say, I felt better. I looked better. But I was eating too many nuts. Mm. So I did, I did it to lose weight. And it didn't work for that reason. But I really felt better. No, gl- gluten does do weird things. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, but... At least now you can go to like Blaze and get a gluten-free pizza. Well, I tried the gluten-free pizza. Not good. Not at Blaze, but I remember I had it and it was just... Awful, it nasty. Have, it was just nasty. Oh. I told my family and they said in their very, you know, thick Italian accent, why do you want to try this gluten-free? This is not existing for us. Yeah. You know, but in Italy, everything is so pure. I mean, there's there yeah. things don't have preservatives and chemicals and... I can remember going to Italy and the first thing I tasted was a tomato. Yeah, and that's how I good. have never tasted a tomato and I have I've had great Jersey tomatoes since nothing was yeah. like it. And bread tastes like semolina. You know, it yeah. just everything just tastes like really like, wow. Let's it's go amazing. Eat now. Let's go eat. So, um, actually, after we wrap the show, we're going to go out to the write-off room. Anybody who's in LA, we're going to go to the write-off room and see uh, Leslie Smith give his farewell concert with uh, Teresa James and uh, Terry Wilson and Herman Matthews and Snuffy Walden. Everybody's going to be out there. It's going to be fun. Um, all right, let's get to Daniel. Look, look, I've, we've gone like 30 minutes. I haven't even talked to you. So you're a little kid in Australia. Are your parents musical? Uh, my dad plays. He's not a professional musician, but he, he, um, yeah, he plays. I think that's where I've probably got it from. What does he play? Uh, he plays guitar. Yeah. Does he play? He's Chilean. Does he play Spanish? Because yeah, he does a bit of that. Um, Ooh, you know that kind flamenco. of that, that flamenco we stuff. Nice. And did he teach you? Uh, he taught me a little bit. I did a couple lessons when I was in high school. Uh, you didn't start playing till high school? I, yeah, I started when I was I think twelve. I hated it. The lesson. I just wanted to play country music at the time, and I didn't do that. You have some country flavor in so your stuff. I, I've noticed so that. I just started teaching myself. Is country music big in Australia? Uh, it is, but it's a very different type of country. Like, can you it's, give us a taste? Oh, oh all right. I won't you, you don't want to hear it. It's, look, it's like... Like who? We have our idiosyncrasies in Australia, but the outback and things like that is this very kind of thick accent thing, which I guess is good. It's just not quite my style. I mm. prefer Texas country and things like that. Yeah. So were you exposed to a lot of American music? Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something quick. Um, my, I haven't actually mentioned this, but this is a good... You, I've never been asked. Um, when I was maybe six or seven my my parents had split up mm-hmm. so my dad moved somewhere else and I stayed with my mom and when my dad was packing up his stuff he left behind a record player and inside the record player was a, was a record of the very best of the Beach Boys 
So my mom was a teacher and was studying at college and stuff, so she was away a lot during the day. My dad was a flight attendant, so he was away at night. Only child, so I had a lot of me time. And I just remember that record. I can't believe you grew up with records, because you're young to have grown up with records. Well, I'm lucky to have that. So those... So being exposed to that kind of music at an early age, I think that kind of... I gave me a little kick. So, like, what was the pop music when you were... Because they say the music that we hear when we're teen, mm. early teens is the music that we kind of take with us through life. I never heard any of the modern pop music when I was a kid. I really, and it wasn't because I didn't want to. It was just I never did. I grew up listening to bands like Beach Boys, Beatles, The Clash. Um, was that because of your mom or was it dad. because your... Cho- dad. Your dad. Your dad was into the stuff. He thankfully shoved it down my throat. So I love it. that. <laughs> Is he proud of you? Uh, I think, yeah, at, at most times. Well, yeah. Most yeah. Times. <laughs> so, okay, so so when you were a little kid, before music was the thing, what did you think you wanted to do with your life? I always wanted to be an actor. An actor? Yeah, it didn't quite face out that way. I'm not very good. Can we it. hear Daniel? Because you, you're very soft-spoken. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping <coughs> people... Can everybody at <clears throat> home hear Daniel? I heard a fine. You're hearing... Let, let us good. know... Hi, Michelle. Hi, uh, Lori. Um, let us know if you can hear Daniel, because I'm, um, um, I'm, maybe, hey? <laughs> maybe, maybe, all of a sudden, since last week, I'm just completely aging out. <laughs> I might, well, I might be You know, I think because I got this, you know, I got this Italian family and this loud Latino family, it was like, ooh. So I think when I got older, I, I said, maybe I should turn it down. You that know. didn't work for me. I gotta think about that. Maybe I can in- inhabit that now at this <laughs> stage of my life. Okay, so so you wanted to be an actor. Yeah. So what kind of TV? What what kind of movies and TV were you watching in Australia back uh, then? I used to watch a lot of. Um, I remember my, my my favorite TV show, mm-hmm. which is not relevant to me acting, was The Simpsons. But I think from the acting side, I used to like watching. Um, the Twilight Zone was always on. Mm-hmm. I, I you had, so you had old American TV? Yeah, I used to watch mm-hmm. a lot of old American TV. Um, were movies a big thing in your youth or not so much? Yeah, they were. I didn't go to the movies mm-hmm. very much, uh, but I would watch it at home. Um, the the Bolt and the Beautiful was on a lot as well. <laughs> I think that's why I'm not a, uh, I think that's why I can't act because that was my inspiration. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's funny. So, so did you t- did did you act in school plays? And t- yeah, I did. I did acting and drama and stuff in school. Uh, to, you know, music, of course, and uh, it was good. Is that it. still something you'd like to pursue? If it ever comes up, uh, you know, there's a few musicians that segue into different mm-hmm. parts of the entertainment industry. I guess I would be willing to to take a job. But it's not something you're actively pursuing. No, not something I'm actively pursuing. Either. Okay, so. So when did did when was like what was your first band or your first starting to first play out? show I ever did mm-hmm. was at um, at the Police Citizens Youth Club in in Sydney uh, or one of them and I did this show for like five people were there or something like that. Uh, That's a good start. That was a good start. Yeah, and I did uh, I did of all songs because of, well what I noticed was the other bands that were lined up were metal bands. So I learned Enter Sandman by Metallica very quickly before the show, and, and I did it, you know, horrendously, but it pulled off, and uh, it was good. That was the first thing I ever did. How old were you? Fifteen, I think. And so, when did this start to become? Uh, did you did you go to school? So did you? Yeah, I did. I got expelled from a few. I went to a few schools. Yeah, I did. Got expelled. <laughs> so so let's talk about that. So what, what kind? So you're a little troublemaker, Daniel. I was a bit of a little shit. Yeah. 
Yeah? Like, in, in like what, what was your trouble? I was just a bit, I just was very distracted, was never interested, I, I guess, in school. I didn't do too badly with grades and stuff, but mm-hmm. I just probably wasn't a lot of fun for teachers to teach. Were you, did you act out? Yeah, yeah, Were you a like a bit of a bad boy? Yeah, I think oh, so. A bit no, of a bad boy. Yeah. Uh, drugs? No, never. I've never even done weed, so... I, <laughs> Good for I, you. I, I'm pretty... Squirting. Alcohol? Squirting. Uh, occasionally. But it's, that's the thing with the Italian culture is that we have a glass of wine when I'm like five or six years old. So it was never like a big thing right. when I grew up. Mm-hmm. That's good. So just a, in general, bad boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if I do, was doing those things? Yeah, that would be that would be hell on wheels. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you were getting expelled. When did you start to make? When did music become a career for you? Well, I think it was when I left school. I realized, you know, how kind of am I allowed to swear? Yes. How bullshit, you know, high school is. You know, you mm-hmm. don't learn to do taxes. You don't learn any life skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good point. And because I went to a Catholic private school, mm-hmm. it was like this ultra just weird alternate reality and then you get out and you start to see okay the, the real world's a, a lot cooler than than a catholic college and so mm-hmm. I, I think i just kind of mellowed out started doing my music um traveled did my stuff and I was like, eh. when did you start to write um first song i ever wrote was when i was in ninth grade how old would that be shit how old are you in ninth grade what's that like 15-ish? 14. 14, yeah, yeah. 14, 15, that sounds yeah. about right. It's yeah. called Safari Beach. It's the first song. Can you play us a little? I, I remember the intro. Okay, give us the intro. Nice. That's pretty good. rock and roll I like it. Um, and so... Uh, so you started... Young, and then when did you have your first song that you actually recorded? The first release I ever had that was legit mm-hmm. was a live release. I played at the Mint, which is here. Yeah, on, on, what's that, Melrose? It, uh, yeah, 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 one, one of those. Yeah, I played was myself, Jeremy Lappet, who was a saxophonist for Brian Setzer. We had Bobby Figueroa from the Beach Boys was on. How did you? Okay, so how did you manage to connect with players like this? Swindled. No. Swindle, <laughs> swindle. I use my chutzpah. Yeah, yeah. chutzpah. I love it. No, seriously. How did you? Okay, let's go back. So let's. How did your career? Okay, so you're in Australia. Uh, you've gotten out of school. Yep. What happens? I have you already recorded? No. No. No, never. I um, yeah, no. I got out of school. The job I was doing while I was in school was concreting. I did that from when I was fourteen to seventeen. Okay. Left school. Did flight attending for like eight months. Um, how was that? Tiring and boring, but the but but the travel was neat. Mm-hmm. The actual job itself, I didn't get much out of. Okay, so is that how your lust for travel started? Perhaps I think mm-hmm. I got used to it, and I th- think I, I you know I think a lot of people are intimidated by travel, mm-hmm. you know, and I just kind of. There's a lot of things about travel that I don't like. But, like what? But uh, you know, like the fatigue and things mm-hmm. like that. The change, just the air. So where were you flying when you were like what 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 run were you on? When I was doing the flight attending uh-huh. uh, here, L.A. So here, that's how you came Dallas, to come to. That's how I was doing. You know, get to know people. How long is the flight from uh, Sydney to L.A.? Twelve and a half, thirty. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. The longest one we did was uh, Dallas to Sydney direct was eighteen and a half. That was gross. Okay, so now when you're working as a flight attendant on a flight like that, mm. um, 
how do you make that manageable? We get to sleep on it. Well, we did get to sleep on it, which was good. They had mm-hmm. some bunks mm-hmm. on the plane. Um, I just you got to entertain yourself. Pretend like you give a shit about what the other flight attendants are talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And you have to walk up. You must have to do yeah. that a lot yeah. to just oh, keep yeah. yourself. You pour the, the, the water, mm. chicken piccata, or beef stroganoff. The chicken piccata. That's what. Air, that sounds like a good airline chicken piccata. Yeah. That's a lot better than JetBlue. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, okay, so so you came when you first came to LA. Did you check out the music scene? Were you checking out the music scene? I did. I was going to a lot of the venues and stuff. I used to go to things like the Vibe Room, State Social House, uh, you know, all that's kind of local. I mean, you're only 23 now, so how long ago was this? This was 2015 or 16, I can't remember. So you were underage? I was, yeah. And you had no trouble getting into these places? Well, because I play at them, they would never check. So, I, but you I, I weren't playing at the be- at the beginning. You're still at a the beginning. I wasn't. There was a couple places that I most of them I did get into. Some others I did. Did you have fake ID? Come on, you uh, had to. I, have I'm fake. not going to answer. You that question. had to have <laughs> fake ID. <laughs> no, no. But I, um, but it was good. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, when we did the, I think I was 19 when I played at the Mint. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, they didn't. They didn't okay, so now how did you connect with um, with all those players? Uh, I've you know always been a big Beach Boys fan. They're my favorite band. I think the quintessential American pride of music. Hi, Rob Bonfiglio. Uh, yeah, talking yeah, about I, I, yeah. I hope he hears this. Um, uh, and Trouble Again, listening to his album. We were talking about Trouble Again. Perfect. An incredible song. I'm going to have you back to play that. Absolutely. Rob um, Bonfiglio plays with Brian Wilson. Um, we, we've said we yeah. And he's one of the few that has that has actually played with both of the touring acts, the Beach Boys and Brian There you Wilson, go. Which is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I just reached out to the first one I reached out to is a, a really good friend of mine now, Bobby Figueroa, who played uh, drums with the Beach Boys for. And uh, how did you reach out? How did you make that connection? Bugged him on Facebook enough until he, you know, decided to play with some strange Aussie kid. And you were just a kid. I guess so. If you ever look at the video, check out Daniel Aranda. 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 <laughs> back to Brazil, live in Los Angeles. And you can see I'm wearing a shirt that's like 10 sizes too big for me. So you mean like, kind of like this? You know, I just remembered this is an extra large. I'm not an extra large. I'm a, I'm a small to medium. So this really is it's ridiculous. Large. It's an extra lar- mm. large. It's an extra large. large. You know, You know what you haven't said in a really long time? What? Look it. I stopped saying it. You stopped saying it. Yeah. I made Pete self-conscious. He used to always, he's from Ohio, and he always says, oh. look it. Is that like when I wanted to make the point, I would say, look it, so that people listen to me. Look it. <laughs> and then they would listen <laughs> to me. Is that an Ohio saying that they, that they use? I don't just say it because nobody But he attention. said it all the time, so then I started to say it all the time, and now he never says it at all. I spent yeah. a, f- a little bit of time in Boston, and I love their slang. That like what? It's wicked Byzan and things like that. That was pretty cool. I like <laughs> Yeah. Byzan. <laughs> Hi, Eileen. Hi, Anthony. Um, so, uh, um, I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, so so meeting these people. I was going to mm-hmm. say that Facebook has been an it's unbelievable... An thing. That's how we met, right? You yes. reached out to me on yes, Facebook. Yes, I think so. I, I believe. And, and you offered to come. You said you were moving to L.A. Yep. And uh, I think you wanted to play at Women Who Write. I think it started from that, right? Yes, I think that's... Which we still have to make a that A really happen. great thing that you do. 
Thank you. Um, and you'd be, you'd, the women would love it. The women would love him, right, Pete? The women would well, love I saw that when I uh, had noticed that you had one of the best songwriters in the world, P.F. Sloan. Oh, my God. I loved P.F. Um, yeah. Poet. That's amazing that you know who he is. I'm yeah, impressed. absolutely. Yeah, that one of the first songs I played live was Eva's was yeah. Eva Destruction. See, now a lot of people don't th- don't know that that's his song. I fight with people about it all the time. Um, yeah, he was amazing. Um, so, how about a little Beach Boys? <laughs> yeah, let's play his. I hope Rob hears his. Rob, or I hope he doesn't. If I screw it no. up, but... <laughs> I'll tag him. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna tag him right now. <laughs> Rob, come. <laughs> There he is. Did he come? Well, I'm tagging him. I don't, did he come? We'll see if he comes. We'll see if he does. <laughs> but you can start without him. Peaceful, we'll start without peaceful, him. Peaceful. Okay. Okay. Since you put me down, I've been out in my head. that I get seems like that's the case I think it's amazing yeah. isn't it yeah is that how you met Rob uh, yes it was it was through um, the current percussionist for, uh, for the Beach Boys amazing player Jim Lespeza he introduced me to Rob and that's yeah Facebook oh, so, well, that, cool. so, so that so you met him through Facebook yes. and so therefore it Rob always kind works of, back to Facebook it always kind of does work back to Facebook 
Um, Pete, did we meet from Facebook? Yes. Yeah, or is it Tinder? <laughs> One of the two. Uh, yes, yes, no, yes. Um, he just said a great version of "Help Me, Rhonda." That Rob, different Rob, different Rob. Rob cool. Okay, um, Pete, why come over here and say hello and and uh, tell us where you're going to be and what okay. you're doing um, while we take this little uh, pause before we start talking. Anti-reflective glasses on. <laughs> you're 23. I am. So my son is 23, okay. and he moves to LA tomorrow. Oh, wow. He's been driving across the country nine days, nine days in his van, sleeping in his van. And tonight, where is he sleeping, Pete? He is sleeping in Joshua Tree. How cold is Ooh. it going to be in Joshua Tree? Like 30 tonight. It, it's going to be 30 here. It's going to be brutal there. Yeah, I told him. Ooh. And he just said, no, I have a sleeping bag that's good for 18 below. And okay. I didn't know 18. Like, how do you, like, why not just 20? Like, how do you measure 18? What happens at 17? Yeah, you freeze. But at 18, you're good. That's yeah, right. Yeah. At 18, you're still good. So, Pete, where you, so Pete is the rock and roll comedian. Yes. He yes. Is. So, Pete, where are you going to be? Where's where's the next gig? Oh, the big Youngstown, Ohio. Ooh, the funny when, farm. When are you going to um, Ohio? Uh, first week of March. Ohio, going to March. March. Look it. Yeah, Deal that's where in. I'm going. So, yeah. Deal Neat. All right. Um, anything else you want to tell us? No, I don't think so. No? No, I'm just... You're not voluminous. I'm like, really? Look at me. Look at... Look this at... This is ridiculous. Look at... Look at the size of me. Oh, my God. You look like a... I, I, need, I need a clothespin in the back or something. You look like a... Never mind. Okay. Like a what? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, he said he said before I needed a carrot in my mouth because I looked like a snowman. <laughs> this is not a good this is not a compliment. Okay. It's not a compliment. I think I'm gonna go. Okay, Pete. Bye. Thanks, Pete. Um <laughs> Leave it on Pete a good George <laughs> or a jet plane. So so while we're also here, I'm gonna say because I'm I'm looking in, in the thing and I see my roots, I'm going to get my hair done. And I have this fabulous hairdresser when you move to LA. Her name is Nicole Venables. She does she does actors and many people, many good, television good. shows. And Hair Crush Love is her product. Fuck off. It's fabulous hairspray. And she has the she's at the Ruby Begonia Salon in Studio City. She's fantastic. Okay. And her stuff is available at Friends um, uh, Beauty Supply. We have the uh, yeah. She has all kinds of wonderful products. And I want to give a shout out to if you ever need. Um, Liner notes okay. or uh, cards for gigs. Yeah. Yeah. So Rick Smolke of Quick Impressions in Chicago okay. is my printer. He is a phenomenal person. He believes in artists. He does unbelievable things for mm -hmm. artists. He doesn't charge them money because he believes in promoting art. He's the most philanthropic person I know. We're going to have to do a, a PSA for the veterans with mm -hmm. Daniel before yes. we go. Anyway, Rick made my tissue boxes. He's made my bookmarks, my business cards. I need new ones. And um, he's just a wonderful person. So if you need anything printed, Rick Smokey, Quick Compressions in Chicago. The links are on my uh, my show thing. They're all over the place. But um, he's somebody that I met on Facebook. He saw what I was doing. He reached out to me about ten years ago, and he's he made swag for my events every single month. I had giveaways. Tissue boxes, pads, wow. calendars, and he just did it all because he believed in promoting the arts. That's somebody that's real, that real he made a bunch of postcards. He made like I don't know, five hundred thousand postcards for me. No he's charge. such a good guy, yeah. um, you know. And if you tell him that 
You heard about him on this show. He's gonna take, he takes such good care of everybody anyway, but he'll take extra good care of you. And um, I'm sure give you a great price. So, um, and for you, I'm sure he'd be happy to do whatever he could do to help you. Um, March is coming, Rose said. March is coming. Um, so let's get back to, uh, so, so you came to LA and you had your first gig at the Mint. Mm. You're 19. Mm. Do you have a CD? Do you have? Nothing. 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 So. Just my original songs that nobody's ever heard before. And how was it received? Pretty well. Was it just, were you a solo? Uh, what, what, for that gig? Yeah. Uh, no, it was with the band. Oh, you were with the yeah. band? Yeah, yeah. So now how did you put that together? We rehearsed. But um, I mean, how did you? Coordinated. Were you here for a while? Not, not that. Much. Actually, I did it. I arrived around one o'clock in the afternoon to LA. The gig was at seven, so I got in. I, br I braced myself, had a shower. Oh, you had went to have like straight, jet lag crazy. straight to rehearsals, practiced mm -hmm. it, and we went and did it. But then, had it. But how did you connect with the players that were going to play with you? Facebook. So without ever having played together, they accepted the gig. That's the best thing about playing with seasoned musicians and real deal guys is, is they know their craft very well. Whereas when you when you play with some young guys, they need two or three rehearsals. But they so you so what did you do? You sent them. What, yeah, you didn't have a CD. What did you send? Well, them? I sent them some audio files and stuff for me and showing them the and I sent the sheets. Um, but even so, you read music. The yes. Mm -hmm. So the the saxophonist uh, Jeremy Lappert, he um, didn't rehearse at all. He didn't listen to any of the music. The what? Uh, the the saxophone player. Oh, the saxophone player. The, the saxophone. Oh. What? What are you saying? What is word is that? Is it saxophonist? I, I think it's Australian. I, you want it Australian? <laughs> I don't know, but I like it. I mean, Bloody sax player. Bloody sax player. <laughs> that works for me. And uh, so he uh, didn't. Whatever. I just gave him the keys. Amazing job. Perfect. Wow. Yeah. I like it. I should, yeah. And so and and the gig was well received. Did you get well. asked back? Uh, yeah, 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 we did. Uh, I think I played there again, uh, solo, uh, <coughs> a little while after, I can't quite remember, but yeah, we did. And so, so what happened with your career from there, so what happened after that? Uh, that was a good benchmark to show off a little bit, you know, who I can play with and uh, what we can do, what my songs sound like, what the live show is like. Um, did you have a band back in Australia? Yeah, I got musicians I used back then, but there was nothing... But not a band. Was a, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So. And so when did the the touring Africa and... That was around 2017 is when things started to... Recently. So, so now it's a, a few years later. You've been playing for a while. Mm. You have music that's come out and yeah. is produced and yeah. out yeah. in the world. Where okay. can they find your music? Uh, you can find it on YouTube under... My name, Daniel Aranda. Don't you want them to buy your music, Daniel? Uh, you can go to iTunes as well. Sorry, sorry. Ah, I forgot about that. Don't I'm used, send them to I'm, I'm, I'm used to cheapskates. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, iTunes. Um, the bidding starts at 100 bucks per single. That's good. Uh, yeah, iTunes, Spotify, everything. Amazon. It's all... It's, it's everywhere. And you have a website? Yes. Daniel, Daniel Aranda. Music.com. Um, okay, so... So how did the... Um, what was the first traveling to exotic land that was pretty neat um I, where'd I, you go I, first uh, time first was uganda uganda yeah because you thought that that would be interesting I, I wanted to play somewhere that was a little bit more um 
just different to what I'm used to doing. Get myself a bit of a challenge. See what a different audience is like. And do they do they speak English in Uganda? Yeah, that's they the, do. And so, um, what was that like? Yeah, it was interesting. Um, they seemed to appreciate that I did the shows and stuff. So. It, it, it was good. They liked the music. We just did a show there in December for Round. I think it was like, like 3,000 people or something came to see me play, which was a pretty neat thing. Very nice. Because, yeah. Well, back in school, it was 3,000 letters waiting to get rid of me. For the <laughs> so it, was, it was good. And, and so you did something else. You did something for the homeless? Yeah, well, we were raising money to uh, provide adequate housing for people. For, uh, Specifically, children that were living uh, without parents in the slum there in uh, in Uganda and um, one of the slums. And so we did that. We raised a fair bit of money, which is good. Uh, you know, people. You were the first free, Westerner. They, to... That's what they've told me that I was the first Westerner to play in a in, in a ghetto in East Africa. Wow, which is a nice thing. Where else have you played? Uh, Italy, South Africa. So, what? Um, how was it for you in Italy? So, not everyone's going to speak English there. Yeah, well, I speak Italian, so I did mainly Italian stuff. We did, nice, uh, which was good. Um, yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, played uh, a few other places around Australia. Um, I've played New York here. Where did you play New York? Brooklyn. That's where my daughter Brooklyn, lives. Williamsburg. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Was that fun? Yeah, it was good. good was it rowdy? Er? It, it, it was a little bit more. Yeah. You know, people <laughs> want to have fun and drink and, you know. Yeah. A little bit less uptight. Mm-hmm. What's it, how, do, how does an L.A. audience compare to an Australian audience? Australian audience is a very... Uh, I'm trying not to be disparaging. <laughs> <laughs> but you're forcing me in. I'm sorry. Um, I find that L.A. is a more... Inco- Encouraging music scene. It's competitive as hell. I was just going to say. But at least it has a push. Do do you find that LA musicians give it up for you? Uh, I, I, look, I'm not going to... I don't know if other musicians think... You know, you know, if they think I'm good, or if I play good, or if I sing good. But I, the general kind of gist of what they seem to be feeding back is that what I do is a bit different. Uh-huh. Um, because you know I play a bit of the older stuff and things mm-hmm. like that, so I guess maybe for a few people it's 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 a niche. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's good. And also, you have a very interesting. I listen to a bunch of your music and I, pop, but there's country influence. Mm-hmm. There's there's straight up rock and roll. Um, so. Like latest stuff, what what's calling you right now? Uh, the last two songs that I've put out, uh, "Let Me In," which is a pretty straight country song, and the one I played at the start uh, last night, which is kind of, kind of like a soft pop thing, all have a similar sound. Uh, my debut album is going to be coming out relatively soon. Um, it'll it'll have that sound. So what uh, what made the four hundred five? <laughs> it's a fabulous song. It's the cheesiest freaking song in the world. No, it's really good. Did you play it already? Did uh, no, I no. didn't do it. Can you do it? I can do a little. Can you bit do a little? It's so fitting. Cruising down the left, my four five and a four nine and I feel the vibes. Yeah, thinking about it lately. When she smiles, when she's got the time and she's got the lines. Yeah. You, 
you have like a lot of lyrics that are very LA based that we didn't get to hear just now. But that whole song is LA, 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 which LA, LA, what? But it's a very LA song, which I thought was hysterical. Um, so, so Daniel, so is it your hope to uh, continue to do not only your music, but to incorporate it into doing important things in the world? Um, I, I, I think so. I, I, I don't think I would have expected a few years ago that that would be the direction that I would be in or, mm -hmm. or taking. Um, but it's, uh, you yeah, know, it's, it's something that I'm very passionate about. And every time I go back to Africa and do these things, it's very fulfilling. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot to do still. There's a lot of work to do. So... How about helping your native land? I mean, I'm thinking that a lot of money is going to be needed in Australia now yes, to rebuild. Yes, it's a bit tricky with that stuff. I mean, I'm always a little bit skeptical on where the money's going. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I haven't been in Australia to, to, to see much. I'll be back actually this week. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll be checking that out and seeing exactly what's going on a little bit more even in front of screen. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. So, if you could set a path for yourself for your future, what what would your highest dream be? I'd love to write for other artists and produce other people. I don't give a crap about my own stuff that much, but I wow. I, I would love to be able to do stuff for other artists. Like people. who? Like if you had your pick of people from today? Yeah, like or yeah, who would you like to work with? I'd love to write a song for even somebody like Bieber. Would be nice. Uh, Justin Bieber. Uh, would be Justin would be Bieber. I could see. I could see that connection. Yep. I could definitely um, see that. I, I, I had a good chat with Billie Eilish at the Grammys when I was there, and she's super talented. But she already writes better than anybody, I think. So her and Phineas do. Mm, um, he's he's amazing. I was just I just watched him on um, Jimmy Fallon, and he was saying mm. how he on? Uh, that. He grabs sounds from weird places. So in Australia, the sound that's made when a street light, there's a, a rhythmic thing that happens. And he used it in Bad Guy. Oh, wow. It's in there, and he played wow. it. It's crazy. And then Billy was having her teeth sanded uh, at the orthodontist. They have Invisalign or something. And this drill sound, this zzz, and that's in another song. And he just like grabs <laughs> wow. like just strange sound bites. Yeah. Wow. He just grabs these wild sounds and layers them. But their music's very way more sophisticated. You know, electronic music. It's very sophisticated. But um, mm. so so you'd like to produce? So do you have you produced? I produce all my stuff. It's you all, produce it, all it's all done by me. And do you play other instruments or is yeah, it electronic? Yeah, I do. I, I ride in the piano. I, I play guitar mainly and I play drums and bass and stuff. So, it's good. so do you play everything when you yes. record? Yes, I do. Do you use electronic or do you play for real? Uh, occasionally it's electronic depending on what sounds you want. And then mm -hmm. like that 405 is pretty much it's like an electric pop thing. Mm -hmm. But the recent song let me in, I play the drums live on that. Um, play the bass on that. Did you teach you know, yourself to play those instruments or yeah, did you take lessons? Yes, yeah, no, I, uh, you know, watched a few videos and mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so uh, Pete, do we have any questions for? Uh, we do not yet. We do not yet. Well, if anybody, oh, Crystal, hi. <laughs> Crystal's driving to the write-off room and she's watching us on 
on our way. She's going to save us seats. Hi, Crystal. <laughs> I just tagged LAPD for her. So. <laughs> I like Pete's comment here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, That's so Daniel, how about giving us um, a taste of the Let Me In? How, why okay, don't you? Yeah, not yeah. a taste. How about if you play it for us? You want the whole thing? I do. Let's hear it. Yep. Uh-uh. Okay. I was only looking for a reason to come home. I was only hoping that you'd be there alone. Yeah. Now I'm waiting out here, letting go. Six months from now is when it's going to come out. 
Okay. You haven't released it yet, but it'll be And yeah. so are you going to be traveling? Are you going to be playing out at all? Are you playing, uh, going anywhere? Got anything no, planned? No, we, uh, no, nothing is set at the moment. Okay. Um, but there'll be, we'll be putting out the tour dates next month, I think. Putting out the tour dates next month. And you, yeah. where are you going to be going? There'll be some stuff in LA coming up uh, nice. later on. Uh, mostly Australian stuff. Well, you'll have to let us know when you're in LA and come and do Women Who Write. Definitely. And then we'll go in mass, like we're going to go tonight, and we'll go out and see you. Sounds good. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll come and, and find you at the Mint or wherever you end up. Mm -hmm. I, I, before we go, I, I can you like play something country? Because you have a very country influence, and I'm trying, I can't think of the name of the song that I listened to today that sounded very country. What, what, am, I talk, what am I talking about? A song that you heard of mine. Yeah. Could have been that one. No, it wasn't that one. I think it was something, it was more country than that. It was. It really sounded country. What, country Roads? Yeah. Oh, it was <laughs> one of Daniel's no. songs. Was it uh, sax in it? I don't remember. Mm. I don't know. Something. I won't make you play a, a country song, but is there anything else you'd like to play before we go? Would you like something in Italian? <gasps> I, I never get to do it, so... Oh my God, yes, yeah. please. Let's have try. something Italian. I'll, I'll do half Italian, half English. Oh, you can do. I'll, I'll you can a quick do two and a half minutes of something. You can. You can. You. You can do all the Italian you want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't know I was going to get. 
Wow, that that's I had no idea that was the same song. Well, Daniel, I really am grateful. I'm, I'm really happy. It's we've been talking on Facebook for a couple of years. Thank I you think. for having me. So I'm really glad that you came and got lost getting to my neighborhood and everything and traveled for two hours to get here, which is crazy. But I'm so grateful that you did. It was really good to meet you. Absolutely. Thank you for putting on your best Australian accent for I, us. I tried my best. <laughs> really appreciate that. Pete, thanks for uh, for being back there. So coming up, we have next week, we're going to have T-Bear who uh, played with, with Crosby, Stills & Nash, with Stephen Stills, with lots of people. He's a keyboard player. He's amazing. Um, he's going to be at the write-off room this Saturday night with um, with people from um, uh, the horn players from uh, the East Street Band and just all kinds of amazing players are going to be with him there. And um, a Vivino, not a Jimmy Vivino, but another Vivino. And um, we'll have T-Bear next week. Uh, Herman Matthews is going to be on soon. I, I'm trying to remember. Uh, women Who Write um, at the end of the month this month. Dee Wallace, the mother from um, E.T. Yeah, did you wow, get to see yes. E.T. in Australia? I did. And I've met Dee once. Have you? Yeah, she's very nice. You get around. I try. You do. You get around. <laughs> you get around. Uh, T-Bear will also be playing in the house that day. And um, uh, Dee's daughter, Gabrielle Stone, wrote a book about um, her failed marriage. She's like 27 years old, and she wrote a, a book about romance and wow. failed. Eat, pray, um, no, eat, ooh, it's not eat, pray, love, but it's, um, fuck my life. Is the, it's, it's hashtag FML, oh, okay. which I had to look up because I'm so uncool. Yeah. But anyway, she'll be here also, and I believe James Lee Stanley will be in the house. And um, I am... Again, thank you so much. Uh, Pete, thank you so much. Do you, do you want to play us out with something? Oh. You can play a cover. Anything you want to play. Oh, geez. Um, okay. That's uh, pressure. Geez. Anything. Little. Small. Just because uh, it's a nice way to let's go. Let's do... Um, oh, I'll give you what I was playing before. Okay. Well, these Coast girls are hip Wednesday, see you then. Thanks.